Monday, PFTOT. Extra time to talk about all the things we didn't get to or the things we just feel like talking about a little bit more. Chris Sims, Mike Florio here. Week one in the books, but for the Monday night doubleheader coming up later today. Chris, the, the story of the week last week, the story of the week this week, and probably the story of the season will be Antonio Brown. He's gone from the Raiders. He'll officially sign with the Patriots today. Yep. You were in New England as well. What was your? What did you even do there? What was I mean, your job? What was your bitch title? Boy, that's bitch what I, boy. That's is what that I actually say. what they put on? I the mean, paper? that's what I felt like it was. That's what I pretty what, much. What said. was your title? I was offensive quality control, and then was in charge of like some some duties, scouting duties. Uh, you know, they kind of make you do two for the price of one in New England, which was great experience because you get to see all facets of really how the organization works. And I think they want to see which way you're going to be more inclined, the yes. coaching side or the front office. Yes, side. definitely, definitely right. And for you, it was neither. Well, they were like, <laughs> we can't find a place. To, how about water boy? Can we get this guy to do some water? <laughs> um, okay, but you were there for 18 months. Right. You you know what it's like there. Yes. Antonio Brown is walking through that door today to yep. sign a contract. Right. Is it going to work? Will he be there when the playoffs roll around? I, I do think it's going to work. I think everybody just needs to get used to it. Oh, I'll say this at the very least, too. It's not going to blow up in New England's face, okay? So there's a there's a floor there that that I wouldn't be scared about if you're a New England fan or anybody like that because as soon as they get an inkling of, ooh, this is not manageable, they will just say, see you later. As we saw last night, they don't need him to win football games or for Tom Brady to throw for 300 yards. But the, it's the most humbling place in all of football because if you walk in there as a star, it doesn't matter if you're Randy Boss or Antonio Brown, Chad Ochocinco, you walk in and you go, whoa, this regime doesn't need me. And that checks your ego at the door right away. Plus, it's just all business all the time there in New England. There's no like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, this is cool. Oh, yeah, we're here and it's Wednesday and we're all laughing and having a good time because we're playing football. When you walk in the door during the day in New England, it is work as soon as you cross into that door. And I do think it'll work because of not only Belichick, but just the culture around it and then having a great leader like Tom Brady to help kind of massage things along as well. Uh, I, I don't see it being a bad thing. Remember when Reggie Wayne went to New England and exited quickly? Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. Right? It's, and, and we've heard that from time to time. It's not it's fun. It's not for everybody. What, what's fun is winning the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. What's fun is showing up at Robert Kraft's house to get your next ring. Yeah. That's where the fun is. And for Antonio Brown, hey, he's had his eight months of fun or whatever you want to call it. And he's going to have to conform quickly. And, and he'll see. We talked during the show about... Bill Belichick ripping into Tom Brady in front of guys like Chad Johnson, Randy Moss, Dante Stallworth, the message it sends to them without him having to rip them. Right. He rips Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And hey, it shows everybody's in play. Everybody's in play. Right. The rules apply to everyone. But even with that knowledge, can Antonio Brown follow the rules? Is he capable of showing up on time? Is he capable of paying attention in meetings? Is he capable of being anyone other than AB? I, I, I don't know. That is really the million dollar question. I, I would hope this, at the very least, he realizes this is his last straw 
Like, I would hope he realizes that if he messes this up and most of the NFL, if they see, whoa, New England couldn't handle him and couldn't adapt him to their culture, then he's going to be out of football in general and business will not be booming. He will not be making cash or anything like that. So it is a big question mark for a guy where, you know, I, I do. I worry about the guy a little bit with some of the things that have gone on on and off the field lately. It just seems like he's lost, lost his way to a degree. And um, hopefully New England is the kind of place that can refocus him there. But, yeah, that's the big question of whether he can conform. I'm going to say he can just because of the desperation. He needs the money. And also the fact that he's got a guy like Tom Brady around him who's a really phenomenal leader. I'm just fascinated by how Bill Belichick will try to implement this. Will he try to use the Jedi mind trick where Antonio Brown comes to conclusions on his own that Bill Belichick wants him to come to? Or will Bill Belichick have that heart to heart saying, Antonio, I don't know how they do things in Pittsburgh and I don't care, but we've won six Super Bowls since 2001 and there's a reason for that yeah and there's a way that things are done here and if you do them you'll be here and if you don't you won't and it's that simple i know i don't know if that'll work on i him. don't even know if he'll address it that way i don't even know if he will i think he almost will be one of those things where it's like jedi mind trick like i'm gonna pay you no attention almost right and there's 53 other guys here or 52 other guys here other than you and i'm gonna treat you exactly the same way and i just think he's gonna learn kind of just from being there and the way things are said and meetings and then when they have a team meeting and coach Belichick's in front of the team he's going to realize that whoa you know this ain't Kansas anymore this is not Pittsburgh or or Oakland to where you know they enable their stars a little bit or, or placate to them but what happens when he gets in trouble for something and he doesn't like it yeah and he posts something on my face as Belichick would call it and acts out right how do they deal with him then? The, the, I don't think there'll be any dealing with him they will get rid of him they will if he is not doing who makes him understand that that he doesn't have that that opportunity that he has one chance uh, mike who this, is this it? is going to sound so weird i hope drew rosenhaus is making him explain that to him at least that's what he should be doing it's hard for me to explain this but this might sound weird but it's truly like one of those things mike you feel it when you walk in the building there you just go i, I was with three different nfl teams i've been around football my whole life my first day on the job there, I was like, whoa, this is like the most uncomfortable, like uptight, like, whoa, we're going to work and we're going to grind it out. And it was March. And I was like, holy cow, what's this place going to be like in August? You truly, it like just seeps out through the building there. And I, I, I really think that's going to be the big thing more than anything. He's just going to realize it's no nonsense from the get-go. And nobody's going to like have little special conversations with him off in the corner. Bill might come up to him during stretching, you know, before pre-practice just to have a little banter with him. But he's not going to be like, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, you're my guy. I'm going to get you the ball this week. Well, no, he's, he's not, not going to do that. that. Oh, that hell no. John Gruden no. did. None yeah, of that's right. going to go on. He's just, I really think it's almost like osmosis once you get in that building. Does that no, make sense? Hey, hey I, it does make sense, shockingly. And <laughs> and I really don't know what's going to happen. I want to see how the contract is structured because even though we got a $9 million signing bonus, if I'm the Patriots, I defer the actual payment as long as I can. Like, right. Because it's easier to get it back from him if you've never paid it to right, him. Right, right. Right, so you can minimize the damage. Because yeah. you give him $9 million, and see, and I think part of this is they are going to play to his ego to a certain extent because I first thought if the Patriots were going to touch him, it was going to be a minimum salary deal with huge incentives. Mm -hmm. You have to be here. You have to prove it. You, you know, per game roster bonus. You're gonna you're gonna get paid as you go. Right. But they knew 
He was upset because of what happened in Oakland. They took away his guaranteed money. So what do they do? They give him guaranteed money right yeah, out of the gates. Right. Nine million signing bonus. So that takes one edge off of him. Right, right. And 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 you know what? If he has a big year, they, he he makes fifteen million, half of the thirty back, and he becomes a free agent next year, right. and he makes the other. Right. And so they'll probably the they'll probably give him the other fifteen next year if it works out this year. He's got the incentive to do it. Right. I part of me wants it to work. Part of me wants it to be a disaster because it's a great story. As long as it's a disaster, it's a great story. Either I think either way, it's going to be a great story. I mean, if he leads the league in receiving and touchdowns, we're all going to go, this is an unbelievable story. What a year. My big thing is this. When do you think Antonio Brown knew he wanted out of Oakland and wanted to make a move to go to the New England Patriots? Because I don't think this was like, oh, I got released. Let me call teams now oh. and figure out. When do you think? Well, I'm just spitballing. No, I, I don't know I, Look. It never worked in Oakland for a variety of reasons. The whole thing with the frozen feet and the helmet kept it from ever really meshing. Right. Last Wednesday when he got that letter from Mike Mayock, that's when he was done with the Raiders. Now at some point between Wednesday and Saturday, I'm Do you think it was Wednesday's a, letter? Do you think Wednesday's, it was it was Wednesday's letter? Do you letter. think it's Wednesday's letter that it, you didn't think it was like I apologize to the team and then he found out that his no. guarantees were voided? No, you think it was the letter no. itself. Wednesday's it, letter. The gotcha. moment he put that thing on social media is yeah. when he implemented his plan to get the hell out of Oakland. And look, everybody knew that the Patriots are interested in him back in March, but that the Steelers weren't going to trade him to anyone in their division or the Patriots. So this is the roundabout way. This is the Brett Favre to Minnesota by way of the Jets without actually playing for the Jets. That's what Antonio Brown pulled off. I've told you before. I mean, this guy, he, he at, at base level looks crazy, but he also might be crazy smart to pull some of these things off. Because I, I know I, I told you this before, and one of the reasons I know in Pittsburgh they had an inkling that something was going to go down because he, he, had, he had told somebody there who has told me, you know, I'm a businessman first. I love football, but I'm a businessman first. So that tells you he's very aware of that aspect of the game and always trying to kind of stay one ahead in the in the chess match of business in the NFL. We will find out soon whether Antonio Brown is crazy like a fox or just crazy. Yeah. We'll know. We'll know by Halloween. Yes. Don't you think? I, I would think so, yes. All right. Uh, we already know that it's the same old Jameis in Tampa Bay after all that talk of – of uh, Bruce Arians Damn. fixing Jameis Winston. Three interceptions on Sunday against the 49ers. Two pick sixes, 194 passing yards on 36 attempts. Not a good day for the Tampa Bay offense, which had seven points given to it by the 49ers and a pick six from Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, I, I said all offseason, this is either going to go extremely well or it's going to be a disaster for the Buccaneers. And I was rooting for extremely well because I like Bruce Arians. But I have a feeling that by Halloween, Bruce Arians is going to wish that he had not come back to coach. Uh, it, it didn't look good, certainly. Uh, disappointing. You know, I mean, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the team that drafted me. I root for them. Uh, I like Jameis Winston. I mean, I want to root for him in a lot of ways. His good has been really good. But his bad is just – it's so bad. It, it's just hard to believe in him. And yesterday, listen, I understand interceptions are going to happen. That 49ers defense is, is pretty damn good. But it's like the play, like the screen pass, right? They're backed up. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. He's not open. Just throw it away at his feet. But instead – he tries to like throw it over a pile of people and thinks it's going to fall right down into his running back's hand. No, the the running back got knocked into the pile as well. And then there's Akilah Witherspoon just to grab it out of the air, and he runs for a touchdown. It's just too many bonehead plays like that that uh, is really discouraging for, for him, the organization, and, and everything about it. Bruce Arians kept it very simple when it comes to his instructions to Jameis Winston, stop 
giving the ball to the other team. Yeah, there was no it's F word said in there. Than done. Well, yeah, not on TV, I'm sure, <laughs> yeah, privately. Yeah. But it's easier said than done. You can't change a guy. It's baked in at this point. Four years in the NFL, it ain't changing. And I don't care what you do. You're not going to take this guy and remold him into something other than who he is. Whether it's his fault or not. Whether it's bad coaching in the past. That's right. Bad habits from It's going to be very hard year five in this day and age in the NFL to turn a guy into something that he isn't. And the question becomes, if this continues, I think it's one game. Work in progress, but if this continues, where's he going to be next year? I don't know. Well, he's going to be he's a backup somewhere, and then or he's going to be or he's going to be a middle. Uh, yeah. What, what do they call it? Middle inning, middle reliever, something like that. Baseball yeah. player. Yeah, Let's middle reliever. That. That's what they call it. Adrian yeah. Peterson uh, got a decent contract from Washington as running backs go in the off season, but now inactive week one against the Eagles. They could have used him when they were up seventeen nothing, Chris. You know, uh, grind the ball, run the clock, et cetera. I, how surprised were you that he wasn't even playing? I was shocked. I don't, I don't, I didn't realize it until I got here at NBC, like, you know, 1230 yesterday afternoon. I just, I would have never imagined that was the case. So and you're saying you didn't read profootballtalk.com? Not yesterday morning. I did not. I did not. You know, I mean, again, I woke up. I kind of tried to enjoy the morning a little bit. I was not all over pro football talk, but w- what was the reasoning? I mean, that's, that's what I would like to Jay know. Jay Gruden said, you know, if we're going to use I formation 50 times a game, then that's when we'll play him. But but they, you know, they, Darius Geis was the the starter and the between the tackles guy. Chris Thompson, the third down guy, and Wendell Smallwood, who they picked up recently, the the guy who can help out on special teams. That's yep. a problem. Yep. On a running back depth chart, if you're not one of the first two, then you, you got to play special teams. And uh, he's not going to do know, that. We, we thought it was going to be Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, one two punch, and that's just not it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was very surprised for one. I mean, you 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 bring up a good point when you do have a lead like that. Uh, he is the kind of guy that you want to be a workhorse type back, but they believe in Darius Geis. I mean, they, they thought Darius Geis was the best running back in the draft two years ago, so they're going to try to ride him. But I just wonder if this continues to happen, you know, will Adrian Peterson become the squeaky yep. wheel and He'll try to get out. his way out of there? Happened right? in New Orleans, exactly. and he was actually playing. Right. Right. 28 yards rushing yesterday for Washington on 13 carries, 2.2 yards per attempt. So something's got to change, or, or you're right. And maybe they just squat on him until – there's an injury to another running back somewhere because we know that those running back injuries are inevitable. All right, got to go soon. Losses that will resonate. You know, I always say throw out week one because you got 15 games left and everything changes. Teams get better, teams get worse. But but which of these losses from yesterday to leave a mark? Uh, well, it's hard for me not to look at the Miami Dolphins one, really. I mean, because there's losses and then there's absolutely getting bludgeoned and dominated to a point where you go, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was that final score? Um, 59 to 10. 59 to 10, you go, oh, wow, okay, we lost 59 to 10. But they're going to go watch the film and go, we could have lost 72 to 10. We could have lost 79 to 10. I mean, that, that's how bad that game was. To me, that's where that was so bad, so dominating, so easy for the Ravens that I think it'll be a number of weeks before the Dolphins even have any sem- you know, semblance of self-confidence. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And part of the aftermath of that game, you got guys on the team who think that they're tanking and have told their agents – Get us out of here. So, That's what was the good. second one then? Who's it? If you went after that, what's the next one? Well, I think? think losing at home is always a bad way to start the season. For the Browns, I mean, we've talked about yeah, that. That's right. a given. Right. That's going to resonate. How will Freddie Kitchens and the Browns handle that adversity? I, I think that for the teams that had games won that blew them, 
right? When it's a big deal to get that win, sure. especially the first win. And in your division at home against a division rival, you're, you're the Jets, Jets and you're up 16 right. nothing, and you blow that one, that, that one's going to hurt. Sure. That's Detroit is going to hurt them too, even though it was a tie. I still think it hurts. Up 24-6. It's kind right. of an embarrassment there that, you know, as the game went on, the Cardinals made adjustments to the Lions that the Lions couldn't match. Yeah, I know. You're exactly right. I mean, that's one, yes, where you talk about two different teams. Arizona's going to be happy with the tie. Detroit's going to be, I can't believe we let them come back and have a tie football game. I'll tell you another loss that I think just looks at it would scare me a little is the Atlanta Falcons. The way they lost, the way they looked in the preseason, especially up front on the offensive line, I would be a little worried there altogether. Uh, and then, you know, Matt Ryan, I know he'll play well. It wasn't a great day yesterday, but, I mean, they really kind of got dominated in all three phases of the football game. I mean, Kirk Cousins didn't have to throw the football because they ran the ball well, their defense created turnovers, and they got a block punt early in the game that gave them a short field, and that was all she broke. And they turn it around next Sunday night against the Philadelphia Eagles, which will not be an easy game. No. I mean, they fall into an 0-2 hole, and you know if the Saints come out strong again, the, the only good news for the Falcons: the Buccaneers lost, the Panthers lost. The Saints could win tonight and be the only unbeaten team in the division, but but at least the other two teams that played also lost. That's it. If you're looking for good news for the Falcons, that's, that's the extent it. of it. And uh, that's it for PFTOT. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of PFT Live. Chris Sims unbuttoned coming up later. I mean, help me understand what you're doing. Right. You can do a full film breakdown for two games. Well, yeah, I've, I usually on a Monday we'll do a recap of all the games, but like the two most interesting games of the day, I'll try to do a, like a, a, a full film breakdown, as determined by Twitter. As, really, right? Exactly right. Okay. We go to the twi- we go to Twitter here. I want to know what the fans want to know about, uh, and then Wednesday I do more of a truly deep dive around the NFL, all film included for all teams. All right. Well, yeah. we, we'll, we'll look forward to that. And, Thank uh, you. And then later this week you're heading to South Bend. Oh the, baby, I mean New Mexico yep. game. All I do is you're work. Work, 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 work. Yeah, but I am. I'm pumped. I mean, going to Notre Dame is always special. Being on the field there. I mean, when you go to a field and you hear that song on a weekly basis, and then you go, man, Joe Montana, Tim Brown, you know, New Rockney, Paul Horning, they were all on this field. It's it still gives me chills every time I go. Well, that's coming up this Saturday. We got a full week of NFL content. We'll be back tomorrow with PFT Live. PFT PM at some point. I don't know. I don't know what time I'm getting home today. I may crank one out today. If not, tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you on Tuesday. See ya.